covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. It is time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. My name is Matt Pauley. It is great to talk with you. Obviously, we are living in a very weird world of sports right now with no sports going on from a baseball standpoint. Uh, spring training has completely been stopped. Uh, all we really know at this point is the Major League Baseball season has been delayed at least two weeks from its initial uh, projected start time. But in all likelihood, we're talking May, maybe even June before baseball is being played. So uh, not a lot to talk about this week, and we'll get into that here in a moment. First off, our housekeeping items here at the top of the podcast. Uh, if you do listen to the podcast via Apple Podcast and can subscribe and also our rank and review. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, a special hello to everybody as well who's listening on 540 ESPN as part of uh, Doug Russell's pod center that he puts together. There's not a lot to say. This could be a short podcast this week. Uh, there, there's just not a lot to say baseball related. And let me tell you this. I know a lot of people probably come to this podcast, especially right now, looking for a distraction, looking for baseball talk when all you're hearing everywhere else is talk about coronavirus and suspensions and cancellations and and all that sort of stuff. We will work our best here on this podcast in future weeks to try to be that distraction, to try to focus in on baseball. I don't really know what that's going to look like yet. Uh, it kind of looks like what it, what it sounds like in the offseason, I guess, but We've already gone through the offseason, so again, I don't know what that's going to look like. To be perfectly honest with you, if you're looking for that distraction this week, we're not going to be the distraction. This is uh, we coronavirus and uh, the suspension of spring training is kind of the focus of this podcast this week. So again, future podcast, we'll do our best to uh, really focus in on baseball unless there's something new uh, related to uh, coronavirus and maybe when baseball is going to come back, all that sort of stuff. But this week, it kind of is what it is. It's, it's what everybody is talking about, and uh, baseball was profoundly impacted by it uh, this week. In fact, J.R. Radcliffe uh, from the Journal Sentinel and JS Online, he's going to join us in uh, just a few moments and uh, I've already recorded that conversation. I can tell you. I mean, it's just it's looking at the world of sports through the lens of everything that's going on right now. Uh, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, it's I'm disappointed, but at the same time, I realize what is more important. Uh, and you don't want you don't want people coming down with this. The fact that uh, the coronavirus really got a face to it this past week. Uh, when you had Rudy Gobert and then a couple other NBA players after that, and some other uh, some other individuals in sports have uh, have come down with it as well. You had an XFL player, uh, I know of a, a Division One women's basketball coach who came down with it. I mean, there's just been it has kind of infiltrated, for lack of a better term, the sports world. And I, I know there's a lot of people, and I'm not trying to make this a coronavirus conversation. I, I know a lot of people who feel like if they get it, it's going to be they're going to be sick for a couple weeks and they're going to come out of it. But at the other side of it, if you're in that high-risk group, it can really be a scary thing. And while maybe you or me not going to be affected so much by it, we could pass it on to somebody who could be profoundly impacted by it. So it's a scary thing, and I think that's why sports leagues, I mean, Major League Baseball isn't alone. There's Outside of the UFC, 
there is nothing going on in sports, and we don't know when the next time sports are really going to happen. The CDC had recommended that no gatherings of 50 or more people for the next two months. So what does that mean? And does that if if we as a country kind of get this thing together and we you know flatten the curve, as they say, could that potentially change? Could we be on a faster track to returning to gatherings? Sure, but there's nothing so far that says that's going to happen and unfortunately this has become somewhat of a politicized issue and I I didn't want to go down that path too much because I know people have very strong thoughts about it and maybe there's people hearing what I'm saying right now and think that I'm full of it and you can think that way that's fine but I do know that the different sports leagues including Major League Baseball kind of pushed into a corner on, on what they had to do and this week was a was a weird week in the sense that uh, after spring training was initially suspended, it seemed like a lot of teams' players were going to continue to uh, work out, stay around the facilities. Uh, Then players were given the option to stay at the spring training facility to go to the home sites of their team. So if you're a brewer, you go to Milwaukee or to return to wherever they're from. And and now it seems like, for the most part, players are are being told to go to their homes, wherever those might be, certainly non-roster players minor league players things like that and there's so many we'll we'll get into this a little bit with jr um and i know i said i'm I'm trying to be an outlet away from coronavirus stuff but certainly something that we are going to get into probably when we have more of an idea of when baseball is going to return i do think the idea of you know service time that's an important part of this how does how do players accrue service time this year what's going to happen with minor league baseball players and how much are they going to be paid this year if they're missing games there's a lot of things to get into kind of from a logistical standpoint from a business standpoint uh, that need to be talked about at some point that are being impacted and we don't have answers at this point. We'll see how that all ends up playing out. I feel like the words we'll see are going to be words that are going to come out of my mouth a lot because we just don't know. Uh, it really stinks if you're a baseball fan that you don't get to see baseball this year at the end of March and opening day and everything is is not going to happen and we don't know when it is going to end up happening. That's part of the uh, – I think that's kind of the scary thing. I, I was having a conversation this past week with somebody, and in some ways – this feels like 9-11, and stick with me for a second. Obviously, it doesn't feel like 9-11 in the sense of a terrorist attack and, and buildings coming down and everything. Like, I'm not comparing it in that way, but I'm comparing it in the way that the sports world shut down. But when that happened, we knew sports was going to come back. We didn't know the exact timing on when sports was going to come back, but we knew it was going to be back relatively soon and with this we don't really know where we're at on the timeline i think that's the the uncertainty of it that that's kind of the scary thing here we don't know where we're at on the timeline we know sports is going to come back but we we don't we don't know when we can we can hope for here in the next month two months at at some point in time if you're the ncaa you're not going to have any spring sports championships but we really don't don't know the the total complete timeline and where we're at in it right now and i think that's the thing that makes it uh, a little bit more disconcerting than uh, maybe some other things that we have been through so my thoughts again on on future podcasts we'll do our best to really be uh, focused in on baseball but as we do continue on uh, let's get into this week's featured conversation as a jr radcliffe the 
trending sports reporter with the uh, with JSOnline.com and the Journal Sentinel just about set to join us here on Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. After every Brewers game, signing an announcement, bloggers and podcasters hit the web to give their take. Now we bring them all together. It's the Social Media Roundtable, and it starts now. Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast, is powered by WTMJ Mobile. It is now time for our social media conversation, and uh, we're very happy to bring uh, on to the podcast once again. He is the uh, trending sports reporter for uh, the Journal Sentinel and JS Online. He is J.R. Radcliffe. JR, it is a weird time in sports right now, and uh, we'll see what this conversation really brings. But uh, thanks so much for uh, being with us. Yeah, no problem. It is definitely weird. There are no sports trending at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's time to find things to talk about, find things to, uh, to keep the sports part of our brain occupied. I, I know there's probably not much appetite for it now, but I'm hoping, uh, hoping we, you know, figure things out because it might be bad now. It's going to be really bad in a few weeks when we've been living, living like this for a while. Yeah, so. Uh- We'll obviously touch on the Brewers, but with what's going on in the world, and I know there's some people who are coming to this podcast right now as a, you know, trying to to get something that's not coronavirus, but there's, it's impacting baseball, it's impacting the Brewers, and it's the biggest story in the world right now, sports or non-sports. It's it's tough to to run away from it. And Jr., you and I were at the exact same high school basketball game this past week. It was a sectional game prior to the WIAA making the decision to cancel the rest of the uh, tournament. And at that point, most sports in the world had already been canceled. And there we are sitting in this high school gym watching a game. Um, and, and we were there for work purposes, obviously. But it, it was wasn't it weird? Like just this, just all of a sudden, the idea of being at a sporting event was really weird. And then, obviously, the next day uh, there was going to be no more high school sports. But it really was an odd thing. Yeah, going into a game like that where the stakes were so difficult to pin down. I mean, you had to figure the loser season was over. You knew, and the winner season was probably over too. And you didn't know that for sure when we were there, but. It seemed pretty likely that uh, that, that was going to be the last sporting event <laughs> you or I saw uh, until uh, until this gets cleared up, until uh, we have some changes. So um, I wanted to ask, that was a Milwaukee Lutheran against Wabatosa West, I wanted to ask the Milwaukee Lutheran coach if, if losing as much as it hurts brings a level of closure that, that they weren't going to get if they'd won the game. I didn't end up asking that. I mean, he was very, you know, he was bummed out they lost the game. I felt like that was sort of <laughs> sticking a knife in yeah. to try and ask something like that at the time, but you know, I think the teams that I would most want to be this weekend, this past weekend, would be the girls' basketball teams that played at the state tournament and lost their first game at Thursday session or some teams that get state games in before they postpone the rest of the tournament. It's Those are the only people who truly got to play at state and know that their season ended in its natural course. You know, everybody else is left with what if or, uh, you know, or didn't get to play at all. So it's it's... Just, I mean, it's weird on so many levels. There's a generation of high school kids now that didn't get to finish their winter season. Likewise, I don't know if they'll get to play in their spring season at all. I mean, that's just, uh, it's going to be, it's just an interesting moment in time. You've got a whole generation of kids that just kind of got cheated out of some of their best sporting moments, you know, sporting events and memories for, for, you know, the rest of their lives. Yeah, and at least with college athletes, the the spring athletes are going to be given another year of uh, of eligibility. The NCAA is discussing that for winter sport athletes, and I, I hope they do it. I, I know there's going to be some people out there that say, 
Well, you know, a lot of these teams did complete their season, and they weren't going to go to the NCAA tournament. For me, it's just a if if you messed over one kid by not allowing them to play, you know, you can you can let everybody back, and it's going to do more good than harm. But you're right. Like, for high school athletes, that's not a possibility. You can't go get another year of eligibility where maybe that's going to happen at the college level. And the cascade effect of giving seniors another opportunity, which, which of course, I completely agree with. That's great. But, but it's going to create so many interesting ripples. I mean, the kids who were juniors lost a season, too. It wasn't just the seniors. So, uh, you know, they wind up, juniors only wind up with three years of eligibility because I assume they'll get to bump up, they'll be bumped up as seniors next year if they're a softball player or a track and field athlete. I mean, they're, they're short a year of eligibility there, you know. Like, uh, seniors, if, if you're playing a winter sport, you manage to get pretty much almost five full seasons. So, I'm not again. I'm not disagreeing with it. It's just there are so many different cascading effects. You've got high school seniors that are going to be going to college, and you know might find themselves slower, slower integrated into the the chance to compete because there's an extra class of kids in front of them. So there's a whole lot of things to consider. None of these things are as important as you know the the, the big things, the obvious things, keeping people safe and healthy. But uh, but there is a lot to consider. It's super interesting from a baseball standpoint. Baseball was one of the last, uh, Major League Baseball was one of the last leagues to really react to this. While the NBA and NHL already made decisions, while there have been some decisions with college sports, maybe not the final decision, yeah, there were some empty arena situations. Major League Baseball is out there playing these spring training games in, in, in stadiums that were full. They eventually made a big decision, but just during that process when we hadn't heard a thing from baseball, what were you thinking? Well, I'm pretty forgiving on the timing. I know a lot of people are bummed about waiting too long or, uh, you know, we've had a rush of donations from NBA players going to uh, to the staff of the arenas around the league, and there's a lot of frustration. The ownership team isn't doing more. I guess it's just so unprecedented. Like, I give people forgiveness on the time discussions. You know, there's a lot of public pressure. There's a lot of trying to figure out what to do, come up with contingency plans. So the fact that they were one of the last leagues, I guess, and I don't even know if they were one of the last, but, but that their rulings came a little later, I totally I understand. They, they figure as an outdoor sport, they might have a little more leeway or they might be able to, to wait it out and see what's happening until it became pretty apparent that this just wasn't going to work in any capacity, indoors or outdoors. So um, so that's that's fine with me. I understand. The way it's set up now, the CDC recommendations suggesting that there shouldn't be any groups of 50 or more people until May 10th. My guess is that once that day arrives, it's not like we're going to have a switch flip and we'll be magically ready for crowds to just start gathering again. I think at that point the risk will be reduced, but I can't imagine there's going to be a hurry to get back to full-fledged games or competitions in, in big arenas. I mean... My personal case scenario is that there will be baseball by June 1st in empty facilities. And baseball is an odd thing because I think, you know, if the NBA gets back playing, they can probably get some guys into a four or five day camp. And for the most part, you can be back and ready to go. Same thing with hockey. The ramp up period is so much longer for baseball. And that's the reason spring training is, you know, better than a month, really. And I know guys are going to be expected to do some work on their own, but I feel like baseball more than any other sport is a sport where when you do come back, you are going to need a little bit more time to fully come back. Purely speculation on my part, but I would say that 
baseball is going to investigate a lot of different ways to solve this or, or address this. Maybe the, the roster expanded to 30 players for the first X number of weeks of the season so that more players can get into the game and, and as players are still ramping up their workload a little bit. You maybe have more pitchers in the early calling. You know, maybe I, I could see a spring training scenario getting underway before we get to the point where we're ready full fledged space again. Uh, I, I see that going on in the background in Arizona in these training facilities until we gather, you know, get to the point where where we're ready again. So yeah, it seems like there's there is at least two weeks at, at best, I would say, of, of getting back into shape, getting back up to speed. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know if they're gonna, you know, I don't know if they're gonna go with the full fledged, you know, three four weeks of spring training that was left on the docket before they they get underway. I guess we were a little south of that, so. I'm going to guess baseball is going to get going in full-fledged game mode as soon as humanly possible, and there might be some, uh, some stipulations they, they put into place to make that work. It's, uh, and, well, from a, and there's not a lot of like Brewer-specific stuff to get into, obviously, right now, but from, a, um, from another standpoint on this, players have basically been told to go home, and uh, at one point it seemed like a lot of teams and players were at least going to try to stay around the facility. The most recent thing we've heard is that players, especially non-roster players, have been told to go home. you got minor league players who are now not going to get paid for however long, and that's been a, a big discussion about what minor league players deserve anyways, and, and there doesn't seem to be any indication that these guys are going to get paid. They're not getting any help in terms of getting home. I, the living conditions and where you're going, there's so many logistical things that exist in baseball that I, I don't know if they have a plan for right now. Yeah, the only thing you can say is they're going to have time to figure some of this out. They're, they're going to have a, a big-time pause here where major league baseball organizations and the organization as a whole can really sort of investigate some of those things. You know, you're hearing so much information about minor league salaries and if they can even apply for unemployment, non-roster guys, and I don't even know what's true and what's not true, but uh, I have a feeling, by and large, the right steps will be taken to make sure that everybody is comfortable and, and getting through this as best, as best as possible. I mean, there's just too much at stake for organizations to be pinching pennies, and, and I think everybody understands that we're all in this together. There's, there's going to be a push to make it right. It might not happen immediately. It might not happen on the perfect timeline. I'm sure they're going to try to figure out that it's going to require a lot of hoops and, and, and you know, obstacles. But they got they got eight weeks. <laughs> at least, uh, you know, if we follow the CDC guidelines, and I'm sure we will, there's at least eight weeks to put this together. So uh, they will not be hurting for time to, to calculate exactly what needs to happen. One of the original reports was when, when it was just pushed back two weeks, and I guess still technically it, it is just pushed back two weeks right now, although I don't think any of us think that uh, baseball is going to be played uh, you know, at any point before May, and it might even be June. When it was just the two weeks, the report out there was baseball really wanted to play a full 162-game schedule, and they could take the, the missed two weeks and just throw them in at the end of the season. That would have been already pushing it. There's no scenario now you would think where they play anywhere near 100. I mean, if you're talking about a, a start in late May, early June, we're probably talking 120, 190, 80 at, at, at the absolute most. Yeah, I would be surprised at this point if we have a season greater than 100 games, uh, because even though I say June 1st optimistically, I, I still think that is optimistic. So uh, at that point, you've already carved out a third of the season. Um, 
I'm guessing they will both trim the season. Obviously, they'll have to trim it to some degree at this point if it's the timeline we think it's going to be. And then they'll probably also uh, carve into, you know, later into the season. They would, they would have presumably baseball through October. Maybe that means some postseason games are played in, you know, dome stadiums or stadiums in warmer climates. I, I don't know. Again, it's such uncharted territory, but I know that they will have an opportunity to make that work. But yeah, 162, I mean, yes, if they if they started two weeks later, then that would be a possibility. But that's you throw that out the window at this point. We're looking at we're looking at a heavily shortened season if, if we have a season at all. And even uh, again, I'm card in front of the horse here. There's so many other things to get figured out, but it's just it, there's so many logistical details. Even items like service time, which are based on you know a, a 162 mm-hmm. sort of thing, they're going to have to figure all that stuff out. Yeah, I, I completely, I, I totally get it. Yep, it's, I mean, can you just press, can you just say everybody doesn't gain a year, you know, and, and, and even though everybody's a year older, I mean, that's a, that's a huge loss of earnings potential for a lot of players. Um, again, we're just talking about an unprecedented situation. I would, I would guess there is, again, some sort of uh, meeting in the middle on that, maybe you get a half a year for the year gone by, and maybe the Players Association is strong enough to say, sorry, you just, just pay for the year. You get the year, and that's the way it goes. Maybe you know. There's probably even some contractual stuff that addresses acts of God epidemics. I, I do know that that, it, that does exist in some capacity in some places. So uh, maybe there's something to be said for that as well. But again, I just I, I'm going to apply a little bit of faith here and say the 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 greater good will be figured out, and uh, certainly they'll have time to consider every angle of this. All right, so I let's kind of get out of here on this. Does how does this impact the Brewer? From I'm trying to go, I'm trying to ask a baseball question because this is a baseball podcast and it's ridiculous. Uh, but just in the times we're in right now, yeah, you know, there's people talk about well, does a shortened season help the Brewers? Do they need the long season because they've been so good in the final month of the year? There's you know because maybe Corey Knebel is now going to be available to start the season, like. I, from a very Brewers specific thing, and I, I don't even know the question I'm asking you right now. But do you do you have any thoughts on how this does impact baseball for the Brewers? I think if you're talking about a 90 game season, like half of well, let's even say 90 game season, about half of what you would normally have. I honestly think if we're talking about that sample, there is almost no methodology you can apply to that to figure out how that helps or hurts any team. In other words, I think a pretty mediocre team that would show itself to be mediocre over 162 games might have the best record after 80 games. I mean, we've seen that with Brewers teams in the past. Lawrence 2014, halfway through the season, was a, was a world beater, and then they faded to the point that they were barely above 500 by the end of the season. And I think people who followed that team would say, mm, that's probably where they should have been overall. So I, I don't think it helps or hurts any team. I mean, you might say that if, if you picked the Brewers to be a playoff team going into a full 2020 season, you could probably say it hurts them a little bit because now I think everybody in the pack has has a case. Uh, if you thought they were on the fringe or in the middle or something like that, you probably say it helps them a little bit because, quite honestly, they could easily be the best or the worst team in the NL Central through 80 games. It's really difficult to pin that down, and you know it also kind of comes back to what's their schedule going to be? Is it yeah. going to be the same games that were on the schedule now? Are they going to keep the teams in their division more than they would otherwise? That would not be ideal for the Brewers because this division seems like. Uh, it's pretty even, so I would think that they would wind up cannibalizing each other a little bit if that ends up happening. So that's uh, certainly something to take into consideration as well. 
I think if we're talking about half a season, all bets are off. Uh, the way the Brewers play baseball, off days are really important when you're not asking starting pitchers to uh, go deep into games. You get those off days to reset the bullpen. That's important. And if they try to cram more games into less time, and I know there's stuff written in the collective bargaining agreement about how often you need to get an off day, but they've been putting more and more off days in, and the less off days, probably the worse for the Brewers. I think that impacts them from a baseball standpoint. And then also how they're going to call, and I know you're not getting as many call-ups this year as you have in the past, just the roster is going to go from 26 to 28, but when does that happen? Does that happen with one month left in the season? Does it still start in September, even if the season's going to go longer? I do feel like those two things could impact the Brewers from a baseball standpoint. I think you're probably right. That's fair to say. I also would say that the Brewers aren't alone in operating that way, and we've seen that just broadly over the course of the last several seasons. Starting pitchers are throwing fewer innings than they ever have. It's dropped precipitously over the last several seasons, so I don't think the Brewers are necessarily alone in, in being a team that sort of builds its innings workload around its relief pitching. And, and you know, like you said, as far as when they would, would add people to the roster, heck, maybe under the new situation with guys not being built up, the roster stays at 28, 29 players for the entire season. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that? So um, so I would I would say that, yeah, that, that certainly doesn't sound like something that would favor the Brewers. I think there are more teams that would operate the same way, though, than, than you might think. Yeah, you're probably right. And again, I mean, I, even the way the what, what's going to happen with the minor leagues, are they for sure going to resume? And, and I mean, there's just so many things out there that we don't know. And maybe we'll learn more as the week goes by, but I'm, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. JR, great stuff. Appreciate you taking some time here in a very weird period. Uh, encourage people to follow you on Twitter at JR Radcliffe. Also, uh, read you uh, at jsonline.com. And I know you're going to have some fun and be creative with uh, finding some great content uh, when there's no sports going on. So thanks for your time and I appreciate seeing everything you've got coming out here in the near future. Yeah, it's going to be a test for the next few weeks, trying to figure out what to say, what to write, hopefully people have an appetite for it. Uh, I have no idea, but like everyone else, I have no idea. We will try to make the best of it. Thanks for having me on. J.R. Radcliffe joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. And that is, that's about it. Short podcast this week, not a whole lot to talk about. Again, we are going to... Um, we're hopeful that uh, in future shows we'll be able to get a little bit more into uh, into baseball. Don't really know what that's going to look like, but yeah, we're uh, we're in territory that we haven't really been in before. So we'll continue to bring you this podcast on an every week basis. How it's going to look, how long it's going to be, all that sort of stuff. Don't really know. But uh, we'll be back with you next week. And and hopefully this time next week, we're kind of on an uptick. and Things are a little bit better than they are right now. And we know, and and to open up the podcast, I talked about us not really knowing about the timeline, where we're at on the timeline. Maybe this time next week, we'll have a a little bit better of an idea of what things are going to look like. That's all we can really hope for. Thank you so much for being tuned in. Stay safe. Make smart decisions. I'm not going to tell you to wash your hands and uh, have good hygiene because you're hearing that from a lot of other people, and I don't want to be one of the people who uh, adds to that. You should be doing that anyways. I guess I did kind of tell you that. But anyways, uh, just be safe out there and make good decisions as uh, we, as a uh, as a community, we all kind of are in this thing together to see how it's all going to work out. Thanks for being tuned in. We'll talk to you next week. It's Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. 
For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to the home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.